But yeah, then he, he obviously ends his tweet with the famous line from Satoshi himself. You don't believe me or don't get it. I don't have time to try and convince you. Sorry. So um, it, it's pretty bullish, I think, for, to see someone like Edward Snowden um, pretty much going, this is the most significant monetary advance since the creation of coinage. You know, he's, he's pretty much going, this is the next evolution of money. You know, before, because he, he's pretty much taking this back to a time, he's going back to the history of money and it's the bartering system and everything's quite uh, convoluted and there's lots of friction. You've got the classic problem of um, the coincidence of wants where just because I have a load of oranges but you have some chickens, I want some chickens but you don't want my oranges, What I need to trade my oranges for something that you want and you need that coincidence of wants to all line up for bartering to work. So we essentially created coins which just was represented form of value and then suddenly now everyone valued a coin the same so I could now convert my oranges into coins and then buy the chickens and the bread and the wood you know, that I needed. Ed, Ed Wood here is basically going, that was groundbreaking for civilization and just completely was the catalyst to exploding the productivity of humankind on the planet once we invented coins and we didn't suddenly have to work in silos and all that kind of stuff and small little bartering teams. Uh, we could scale our productivity. Bitcoin is the next evolution above coinage. This is now magic internet money that is also sound, scarce, and far better than the fiat system that we are in and will lead to such crazy productivity and human advancement. And, and I think he's spot on. That's exactly why I'm here. This is the bullish case for Bitcoin. but a G thing, baby pod 132. This is right, the bullish Bitcoin banter and bullshit pod 132 live and direct brought to you by Mr. Orlin, aka the trillion dollar man, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the people's champ, myself, so never look, aka the excellence of execution, and surprise, surprise, no surprise, she's not around. Mrs. No Show, nowhere to be seen, aka No Show. What's going on? Um, well, I just admired my um, lovely poster, which you can't really see. So, the new addition to the wall, you can't make out what on earth's showing on that one, but it's a um, thing I showed a couple of weeks ago. It's a Bitcoin um, white paper, tastefully in orange and black. Nice. Lovely, lovely addition to our wall. The wife said, you got another Bitcoin poster. I was like, yes, it's been sitting on the floor for the last few weeks. And I finally put it up. But yeah. a nice little reminder to her. Just yeah. like, it's a virus that's going to keep spreading. You know, there's two. Yeah. Then there'll be four. Then there'll yeah. be eight. Then there'll be 16. Or you know it. Picture the kids are going to get taken out, replaced. With <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, why is there a picture of some guy's calves in where like our wedding picture was? It's like, 
They're how thin his calves, mate. <laughs> Do you respect the calves on the or, <laughs> or I get all the photos and I send it to that artist, you know, or a similar one, um, to mm. put in signs of Bitcoin. So you know that one who did the um oh, the Renaissance style paintings with Bitcoin in them. Like that kind of just take all family photos, all the wedding pictures <laughs> and so on, and put bits of Bitcoin in there. So like yeah. maybe it's like you know, the wedding car, show me and, my, me and my wife, and then behind it through the window, there's Hal Finney's cars running past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, yeah. Um, talking of um, low time preference as well, I managed to fix my light from last oh. week. <laughs> <laughs> you that yourself? I did it myself. I did not yeah, uh, and I did four others around my house as well. So um, thank you, Mr. Electrician, that denied me from taking, uh, well, from actually paying him to do it. He said, no, have a go yourself. Obviously, if you electrocute yourself, <laughs> um, then that's going to be a shame. But yeah, I did it. So, um, so 160 quid saved. That's nice. You could buy yourself a few desk plates of that. Exactly. Um, how many have you got so far? Uh, what, desk plates? Yeah. Oof. A lot. There's a lot around the house. How many Bitcoin ones? One, two, two. Two, yeah, two Bitcoin ones. What about yourself, Mr. Allin? Oh my god! I got like six in this room, and they're all Bitcoin. And then there's another three or four upstairs, and they're all Bitcoin. So ten, and they're all Bitcoin. <laughs> I suppose yours is a Bitcoin farm, though. So, um, Mrs. All in can't really deny that. Uh, even the even in the nursery, there's there's three in the nursery, and they're <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> they're just they're just you know the ones you normally scroll past it's like oh no they're too kiddie you're like oh no but i have kids now click 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 is it the monkey in space yeah um, saying be mine yeah i saw that and went i quite like it but i can't bring myself to buy yeah, that yeah then there's one of a, a spaceman dabbing and it's like to the moon and yeah on the moon you're like so, way too, so way too most people have like this. um like zoo stickers or rocket stickers in a nursery. Um, the children, Mr. All In, have Bitcoin posters to look at. Hell yeah. Orange pulling them from... Literally, they recognise Bitcoin. It's funny. Like, as they grow up, and like they'll, they'll see a Bitcoin logo somewhere random. They're like, oh, Bitcoin. Like, I can oh. guarantee no other kid in their class would recognise that. To be fair, like my son was trying to read the Bitcoin um, white paper the other day. Nice. Um, I was listening to him, I was making me laugh um, because obviously he's going to get it through almost subliminal messaging to him, yeah. while my daughter as well, the fact that it's a normality around the house. I mean, it's a normality for mine that every Tuesday, Daddy records and I talk about Bitcoin. And I don't think my, today, I don't think my I kids think... Have, a, have a clue yet. Oh, no. Yeah, they know. Them boys know, <laughs> like for for sure. But the the challenge is, is it's a classic. Oh, he's so into it. I don't want to know about it. 
and they're not really like embracing it. It's more, oh, that's his thing. Do, do you know what? Be one of those where they're when they're older, they're like maybe maybe I'll start um getting some shibbing. We're like, Daddy, why don't you like shib? <laughs> <laughs> the, the way I've addressed that actually, like with the five-year-old, for example, like they are too young to really understand money. You know, sometimes they'll come up to me and be like, "It's three hundred dollars, you know, for a hot dog." You know, it's just they don't know what the freaking like the, the value of money, right? So instead, instead of like trying to talk about Bitcoin, instead I just talk about the principles. We were literally talking about this before about the the high and low time preference. Mm. So one of the things I just introduced is um, when the five-year-old. Um, wants an item I create a chart and the, the value of that item is on the chart and then she does a number of jobs that we give a value and as she completes them she essentially earns the item and then she gets it so and it was great the other day she came running up to me and she was like oh she was like oh Mr. Orlin Mr. Orlin I think I say my name then but like um, I really want some roller skates I was like, okay, okay. I, well, I, her birthday and Christmas has just gone. I'm like, a bit inconvenient. Could have said that. <laughs> but um, she was like, can I have a chart? Can I have a, roll, can I have a roller skates chart? I'm like, yes, you can. You absolutely can. And then so we drew up her chart. I, I basically just went, probably about 50 pounds from the roller skates, whatever. And she was like, what jobs can I do? What jobs can I do? I was like, well, your toys are all a bit messy at the moment. Put those away, you get two quid. She's like, woof, all done. She's like, can we draw on the two pounds? Draw on the two pounds. So it's, you can't talk about Bitcoin, but you can talk about the principles of Bitcoin, right? It's the, you don't get things like, you know, the the high time preference, low time preference. She already knows at five that roller skates don't just appear out of nowhere. They need, nice. to, be, they need to be earned. And, you know, she's five and she just does day-to-day -day jobs. She's on about 15 quid now. She's like two weeks in. And so she'll probably get it in another two weeks. She'll get to the, the thing. So she's had to wait a month. So not only does that make sure, because I always like to validate these things with five-year-olds anyway, they flip from fucking one thing to another. So it's like in a month's time, really, does she still want the roller skates is what I'm thinking, because she might have gone off it. Uh, but number two, she has earned those things. She knows that she can't just demand them. She needs to earn it. And even that is a good principle to go off into life with. And if she has those types of principles in her, she'll naturally find Bitcoin anyway. It's because that's it's not the fiat lifestyle, is it? Fiat is either buy it today with the money you have, or if you don't have the money, loan it, get into debt to get the item. You know, a Bitcoiner saves, earns the money, gets the item when he can afford it. Or just buy it with no kind of like, I suppose... Um... You know, people buy things for their kids just because they've asked rather than actually making earn it. So it's like there's that that swing to it as well. I think I just I'm just imagining like if I started talking to my kids about Bitcoin, like my daughter would be like, um, they'd be like, My daddy likes drinking on a Tuesday. My daddy <laughs> likes playing football. My daddy talks to his friends about some magical internet money. He talks about hodling. He says the government is scum. <laughs> and he keeps on telling my mummy to say, to have fun staying poor. <laughs> <laughs> and 
yeah. where you were going with that because uh, I thought, right, five minutes in, we're definitely going to get cancelled. I don't think we've even sworn so far. <laughs> no. Well, I suppose you say it when you're introducing it, don't you? So there probably is a bit of um, swearing, but not up to the usual standard. No, um, being good. Talking about family. Yeah. Um, I suppose on that, a moment of reflection is the title. How fitting when we're talking about family. Yeah. So it's um, Mr. All In promoting his own um, tweets. What Or X's. Are we called tweets still? I never yeah. quite know. Yeah. Um, so it's... Does anyone remember this day? So Bitcoin was 3821, so 3,821 pounds. Ethereum is 87 pounds 98. Wow. But it's the it's the uh, percentages down, right? It's down 39%. It, and that is in the 24-hour period. Mm, that I suppose good. that's bringing some context to it because I looked at it and went, okay, this is March 2020. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was within a day, so it dropped yeah. from, yeah, you know, qu quick maths of what seven, seven ish. It's about six and a half grand. So this is like you go to bed, March eleventh, twenty twenty, right? Bitcoin is six and a half grand, and you're going, this is bad anyway, right? We we used to be at an all time high of twenty k, so we're already, what's that about seventy five percent down. Yeah. ish probably only about 70 percent down and you just go this is probably near the bottom right you wake up march 12th bitcoin's gone down a further 39 fucking percent in a whilst you slept don't think we've had a day like that in the last <laughs> cycle have we not recently no, no. we have not <laughs> we have not so you we had, go, have oh, we had double digits on any day bad. three and a half k like what? And and I and I remember this day as well because it was I'd spent a load of money and a, and a year of my life building Bitcoin lessons, and this is nearly to the day that I launched Bitcoin lessons. How heavily were you in Bitcoin at that point? I mean, I've been all in for about six years um, or four years before that. Yeah, but I thought you sold a chunk to get out your corporate life. Yeah, I, I'd sold a bit, yeah, to go traveling and stuff. And then I put the rest into building this app. And then I was largely just living off, you know, I'd been I'd been out for four years. So I'd sold some four years prior, was largely down to like spare change, really, of fiat. And then this happened. Actually, no, I did actually, to be fair, actually, I did have a little bit. I remember having a little bit left. And then I was like, holy shit, like Bitcoin's literally coming down to a price that was nearly where I was four or five years ago. Because you know, three, mm. you know, below one thousand pound levels. Once I saw three thousand, I'm like, oh, all the people getting in now in 2020 going to be able to buy in. It kind of what I did in 2016. I just went, I don't think they that's ever going to happen. So the, so the, the I remember the, the amount of spare fiat I had left over from this money I spent I on the app. You. Yeah, I lumped in and brought this day and just yeah, I was like, it can't go lower than this. So and this is how you about. become a so, folks, this is how you become a trillionaire by going when the market's down. This is what Warren Buffett and Mr. All In did. Um, <laughs> but just to kind of like talk about this, so March 12th, was this when the lockdowns happened? Yeah, yeah, it was around roughly. Then. Was yeah. that what triggered it? Because I remember the yeah. all, all the financial markets went down by about a third around yeah, the, the world. Well. Thought, yeah, COVID 19 was literally going to destroy the planet, 
and I think it was March twentieth because it wasn't too long. This, this is March twelfth, but maybe yeah, a lot this after. is March twelfth, but March twentieth. Uh, so it's a week after. So that's quite interesting because yeah. I would have thought it would have been in line with when the markets dipped because when it went down by like a third <clears> or so, I lumped in a load of spare money into the markets because I went well, it can't stay down, can it? <laughs> And soon enough, like it went back up a third, bounced back up a third. Like oh, that's nice, nice amount of profit. Um, um, but with this, was there a reason why it just slumped, or is it just lack of interest in that kind of like doldrums of the cycle? We we'd been like going like um, quite plateaued at six k for quite a while, and people were constantly talking up or about to moon. It's you know everyone was so bullish but then it just been going yeah. sideways for freaking forever we and then this whole this, uh, it, was, have... it was the whole it, it was covid right it was it was all rumored to be coming to the west and lockdown was going to happen and then basically society is over right it's going to be like a new normal and all this type of stuff so people just went and i, I have no clue kind of what happened on that day because this isn't a load of retail investors that see some news and happened to sell it looked like big institutional investors just fucking dumped their bitcoin on this day and went bitcoin is done and why this is a good day to remember really not only is this for anyone that was around in 2020 um on march 12th like if you live through that and not only held your bitcoin but added to your stack congrats because we lost a lot of bitcoiners around here i remember being on bitcoin twitter it was very quiet a lot of people lost faith you can tell people sold their Bitcoin and walked away. But what this prompted was the biggest bull one we've ever seen in Bitcoin. Right? For the next pretty much 18 months from this day, we go from 3,800 to 51,000 to the next peak in 2021, November 2021. So with these bad days, and it's just good to reflect on this, to go right now we are at... Or $52,000. Uh, what are we in pounds? £41,000. So more than 10x on here. And most people are not excited at all. We're still going, when's the pump really happening? Yeah, and we're 10x from here. I think we... Four we, years on. In this cycle, I think the equivalent was when we were about 13k. And I think we did have an episode called The Doldrums, which obviously didn't receive a lot of attention because everyone... I kind of like lost their way of Bitcoin and we're kind of like hovering around there and it's debating, you know, should I sell one for kids so I can raise some money to go in at 13K? Um, and that's, you know, like the consideration, I think, within this, um, this kind of like chat was nothing's changed. The principles mm -hmm. are still the same. Yeah. It's just that we are on this kind of like roller coaster at the moment when people are still trying to price in what the hell Bitcoin should be. Yeah. I think last week I um, shared with our group a message that I got from a friend in terms of I should have listened to you at 14k and um, interestingly enough a, a colleague who I work with messaged me uh, out of the blue today and this colleague is a person who I went to the Bitcoin conference with in October 2022 and I'd hoped from going to the colleague, I'm sorry, going to the uh, conference that the colleague would have invested invested in Bitcoin, didn't do so. 
And I was just like, fuck. Oh, and I said, I know I may have seemed crazy at the time, but did you listen to me and take the plunge in investing a little bit into Bitcoin? No, no, sorry, I didn't. So I went back to the date and they would have made a 3x from that day. Yeah. Well, this is it. No, no one buys when it's on the slump. Yeah. People jump in when it's hitting all-time highs. You know, I suppose even when I got in, it moved from what was that? What was it again? Three eight in March up to about thirteen in about September. So even when I was moving, it was hitting those highs. You know, but that wasn't. I don't. I wasn't really looking at the price too much at that point. I always find it funny, you know, how this person apologized to you for not buying. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's the only asset where they go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't buy some of your Bitcoin." It's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, like apologize to yourself. Like, yeah, I, don't apologize I, to me. I, I'm just doing this as almost charity, you know, to bring you in. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to fast track you into understanding what bitcoin is and not only making some gains but also having money that is separate separate from state mm -hmm. uh, so the fact you didn't follow that advice and you're still going to have to kind of go on the journey yourself taking the long route because i have literally all the info you need is from me but it seems <laughs> yeah. like you want to go on your own journey and make all your mistakes okay but don't don't say sorry to me it's it's, it's you that's lost out on three times your money and probably who knows how much more because yeah. probably even since that conversation, it's probably going to 3x again before they even think about buying. Because at the moment, they'll be going, it's 3x, I'll wait for a pullback. You know, I remember posting the meme into our group, looking Dr. E with 10% was constantly waiting for a pullback. And I, I just kept, kept posting the skeleton, the skeleton in the chair, the in the chair being like, they're waiting for a pullback. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude the pullback ain't happening like we're going to the moon like just freaking swallow your pride and just start stacking some bitcoin and just get yeah. off zero like i'm waiting for when... pullback waiting for pullback if this guy is on this pod weekly again i say it to everybody you are already too late dr evil 10 percent is over the threshold and he's invested into bitcoin therefore you are behind say, the curve and if we're talking real names what we call dr 10 percent he must be benefited for me having to like shame meme him for like three years well, i was gonna say it was what 2016 ignoring you i bought like i don't know what was it 500 600 pounds worth of bitcoin back then so i bought some sats put it on a stick i bought an f as well i bought some xrp you know because i like to um um it's my man. bag yeah i mean it just all kind of sat there and like i couldn't even find where the hell i bought that except rp that took me forever now i can't even get it off the exchange but at least i sold the xrp and changed it for bitcoin you still can't um, get it. No, I haven't tried because <laughs> I forgot. I've forgotten where it is. Um, again, um, when, so when yeah. that, that, that exchange is going to have like ten million freaking pounds worth of your Bitcoin, you're like, <sighs> is it still worth not trying to find out how to get this yeah, up now? Yeah, but by yeah, but by the time which it's ten million, like a Bitcoin, be worth trillions anyway. So it doesn't matter. And yeah. anyone who doesn't understand what I'm saying there, you need to read read more.
Because yeah, because unfortunately, ten million pounds will just buy you a loaf of bread, so it still won't be worth going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I might, I might give it as a Christmas gift to one of my deckhands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a, uh, it's a great tweet in terms of a moment of reflection. Um, March twentieth was the day of the lockdowns, and um, obviously this is March twelfth, but March. What do you mean, the totalitarian? lockdowns i just like to point yeah. out there that they weren't there to save you they did fuck all <laughs> i'm pretty vaccine. sure they, they stopped the spread and then the vaccine cleared up anything any other problems and ever since we've been fine thank you for our authoritarian governments and big pharma for saving humanity yet again forever in your <laughs> It just pisses me off. It really pisses me <laughs> off when we go back to lockdowns. Come like, we've is that the PTSD? It's our fucking Vietnam. I just I don't want to talk yeah. about it. Can, can Vietnam, we? Can we? Flashbacks. Can we just go let's to the next on. story? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's go on to the next one. Um, so I think so... this is another one which Mister Allen's going to have to talk us through because yeah. we weren't there. I had some Bitcoin. It kind of sat on a ledger. I'm not entirely sure where it was. I'd lost it for couple of years and I had to dig around my house when I started buying again to try and work out where said ledger was. But I certainly wasn't paying any attention to the price. And it would be interesting if this happened now as well, wouldn't it? You know, in terms of um so on October the twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, Bitcoin ripped up by forty two percent in a day. A day. <laughs> so uh yeah. So, Why did it go up so much in a day? More, more buyers and sellers. Wasn't any like institutional <laughs> or the Winkup Voss twins or something going on there, or maybe Sailor dipping in? Yeah, I, I can't remember. It might have been Sailor, might have been Tesla and Elon. So I know MicroStrategy and Te and Sailor were more kind of like towards the latter part of tw 2020. Yeah, they were. Mm. They were. They were part of the bull run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lockdown. Yeah, I I can't remember back in 2019, but it's as we know, right? It's these big ups come with the big downs, and then the big downs come with big ups. So, so this yeah, was so the this is the up before March 2020. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no mention of anything like uh, a lockdown it's, or anything. Because the thing is, so I was, think it, once, was it was it sitting at three k or something before this? Uh, no, it was it it come down. So basically, this was all part of the bear market after 2017, and we'd hit 20k. We're just cascading down, and it's um, so we've gone from the 20k, and we pretty much went down. What was it to about six, maybe even to three? Actually, yeah, it went down to three in 2020. So this is like so we're in kind of like the free fall area because between um, 2017. And 2021, watch, yeah, like the, the top is 20K and the all time or the current bottom is 1K. Yeah, because that last cycle, the top was 1K. We've now set a new top at 20K. So now suddenly, now we've, now we've gone down below 20K. There's 20K and 1K and there's nothing in between. There's no like previous top in there. So the price is just ricketing around in this space because it's all part of an emerging asset 
it's very volatile when it's early and as it gets more and more mature, the volatility tends to calm down and eventually it stabilizes and it finds its price. So this cycle was super volatile where we've gone from 1K to 20. And then the next couple of years after that, we went from 20 down to about three. And then we're just bouncing all over the place. We'd have 20% days occasionally. We have This is the biggest day we've had up, a 42% day up. We had obviously that 39% day down you know, a couple of months later and it, it, and it was a bit of a crazy time. Like you, you look in it, you know, I was well and truly all in on Bitcoin at this point and you're looking at your net worth, just fucking bouncing all over the place. And it's just a case of, I just need to be like more like Cineva look, uh, just for my kind of fucking heart condition to, <laughs> this is just nuts. Right. And you just, I, I just went traveling, almost made sure that I didn't have internet signal at any point. And just went. I don't care what the price is doing. I know. Did you? Did you get a job as well? I, I didn't. No, I, I would never stick that low. I'm not gonna get a job. <laughs> just HJs around the back of a train station. <laughs> but um. But yeah. But, <laughs> but, but the whole point of this tweet really is the fact that he's going because it, it doesn't really apply, right? Because like I just said, the the evolution of Bitcoin is is different. Do I think we're ever going to get a forty two percent day again? I actually don't. Just because each time the the like the market share and the market value of Bitcoin goes up, it gets harder and harder to do these bigger percentages, both yeah. up and down. You've got so, more, well, yeah. You need more equity into it. Yeah. Also, you've got um, probably more in a way believers. You know, like we saw our bottom on that cycle was Point. three. On, on on the next one, it appears to be thirteen eight. So kind of like you've got four x the bottom there, even yeah. though. When I was looking at 30, 13, yeah, 13.8, I was just like, oh, my God, is it going to go any lower? But, you know, that was the absolute pits of this cycle. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's like anything, right? Like, back back then, if if someone like, someone like Elon came in and bought a billion dollars, you probably would get a 42% day. Whereas today, yeah. if someone came in and bought a billion dollars, it would probably go up 4%. You need them. Not that. So you'd literally need BlackRock to come in and put it into every pension in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, in a, and in a day. And BlackRock aren't going to do that anyway. They, if even if they do, like they're gonna they're gonna phase their their buys. They're not just gonna buy all in one day and just send the price to the moon. Because it's not sensible to do that anyway, right? Any any like um proper institutional investor knows that if they have a big buy to do, they don't want to affect the price hugely because then they're right. having a really bad entry. So you stagger your buys to try and move, like blend into the general liquidity of the asset. So you don't send it to the moon and end up buying at a big peak. And then once you've stopped buying, the price drops by 30%. And you're like, well, that wasn't good. We're already like a week into our investment and we're 30% down. And we should have been sure. more sensible and spread our buys over a year and um, blend it in. But um, because the- I, I, not in any way, shape, or form or scale, at this level at this moment in time any bitcoin that i buy and you know any sap that i buy i am buying at the highest i'm i've ever bought in my entire life in terms of my bitcoin journey of what now is um seven years but it'll probably um be the cheapest which you buy from now on yeah yeah from now on but yeah up until this point, you know, my, my highest buys are uh, 34K. 
And I fought, I fought in the, um, I think it was in the early 40s, um, on the last time, and I bought a chunk as well, which brought my um, DCA quite high. Yeah. Weirdly, I, I, I went through exactly the same experience. I, I bought some Bitcoin again the other day. And um, after like some consultancy jobs, like paid up. And I and I just kind of cringed a little bit going, oh my, how much is Bitcoin? I, I never really, Yeah. like the amount of money I was putting in, I'm like, how many Bitcoin I'm going to get to get for this? Like one or two maybe. And it's like 0.1. I'm like, what? 0.1. The last time I bought I was going to get at least half a Bitcoin for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, the price has gone up. And you just But go, this wow, is it. this really is like why it's so important to stack. But this is Yeah. it. We're we're in the we're still trapped in the fiat world. We want the Bitcoin standard. We are still in the Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Sorry, the the fiat world, and we've still got these silly prices floating around with the fake money. When we want to be on the Bitcoin standard, but you know we've got to bide our time and just keep on. It isn't changing. The asset is not changing. The principles are all the same. The principles of what sound money is is the same. It certainly hasn't changed, no matter what central bankers say. Um, and it's just, you know. It's one asset which you can truly understand because it's not just going to change on you. Yeah. And a competing asset that is fiat is not changing either. It's just as self imploding. Well, I, I was going to say it, it is changing. They're going to lock you on with a CBDC. Yeah, that's just a But, different evolution of the same scam, isn't it? but you Yeah. need that because you need the helicopter money and you need that faster payments. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've already got a thing called faster payments, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Should But be pretty yeah. well. But yeah, the, the whole point of this. Oh, I should I haven't been sharing the screen. I meant to share the screen on the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the po whole point of this tweet is um oh do I do even do it? Uh it's just the fact that it's 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 a nice little bullish tweet, essentially. Um saying that if we have a 42% increase in a day again, <laughs> even though this tweet is nearly a week old, I think we're back down pretty much to the same price. Yeah, nearly to the freaking dollar. We're still at the same price. Um, we would go from basically 52k right up to was it 74, Yeah. 75k. So it's a it's a nice little freaking bump in it. Um, but yeah, I, I as much as it's a nice bullish tweet to go, oh, that would be one hell of a god candle. I don't know why it's so big, like it should be a tiny candle. Yeah, I read that in the comments. It's Yeah, like down huge, here. isn't it? It's like, yeah. But it would look crazy, right? And the fact that, you know, Bitcoin has done this in the past. Mm. But then obviously you could counter it with, well, my previous tweet was a minus 39% day. So that would look like a hell of a red candle. <laughs> so, and um, it, it does look like, I don't know whether it's good or bad. It, it, I think for the for the long-term Bitcoin is here, it's probably good. The fact that volatility seems to be, have died down but i think for the attention that bitcoin gets it's bad because these big ups and downs like traders come in and go oh i could trade that i would put, i would have predicted that collapse i'd have predicted that pump and they, they want to ride these big days of ups and downs and big swings and uh but but in reality like we're not we're not here for the traders and i'm almost glad the fact that bitcoin trading does seem to have disappeared a little bit from the ecosystem because it it's just it's kind of pl plateaued now of the price like we we just keep jumping up two three percent a day plateau 
maybe go down two or three percent a different day, a go back people, up. You had a lot of people, um, what's it called, putting shorts on Bitcoin, weren't you? And it broke a lot yeah. of people. Um, yeah, we've had that. We have that, the classic shorts. But that that wasn't even too long ago. It's maybe half a year to a year. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. The, the short the the short squeezes. That's what does these forty two percent days. That's when a, that's potentially actually is the reason why a forty two percent day. That's when a load of shorts all get squeezed and they all get invalidated on the same day, and then boof, there's a huge increase because everyone has to buy the shorts that have expired. Uh, but yeah, it'd be nice. I if if we woke up tomorrow and we had a forty two percent plus day, it'd be I'd be happy. But I'd be, I would also slightly be sad because I go, this isn't sustainable. Uh, <laughs> it's it's awesome to have had a 42% increase in my net worth in a single day. But I kind of know I'm paying for this probably a year down the line. I'm yeah, going to have a minus somewhere. 40% day. <laughs> I, I, I quite like the little two. Every day when you wake up and Bitcoin's up like one or 2%, I'm like, beautiful. That's beautiful. Slow and steady wins the race. I don't want 40% days. Because I know what that means. I'm ha- I'm going to wake up one day with a minus forty percent day, and I fucking hate those days. Like they are not fun. Even as a dedicated Bitcoiner that knows it all, it all wash out in the end. It, it's still kind of stink, especially when you just launched a Bitcoin product to educate people on Bitcoin. You're like, welcome yeah. to Bitcoin. It's the new form of money. All right, how's it doing in the market? Oh, we lost forty percent in a day. <laughs> you just go. Oh, what a day to launch a fucking educational Bitcoin product. Oh, well. It all works out in the end. So do we want to move on to someone who seems to be equally as bullish? I don't know if it's worth a video place. It's 4 minutes 15. Mm -hmm. Or we just have it in the links. We'll play a bit of it. You've seen the comments, right? It's not just that he closed down, that he would say it's, you know, used by drug dealers and used by folks who are doing all sorts of illicit and terrible things. There's very few things that trade today that people talk about like that. Now, there are obviously frauds and things that happen, but maybe not like this. Like the dollar is like 100 times more. Well, I, I know a, that's your perspective, but I'm just <laughs> but, but I'm dollar, curious how you think about just, that. Just, that's true, though. There's, there's, this so, is how much has been money laundered with Bitcoin. This is how much this is Bitcoin. This is, do, this no, is no, dollar. Uh, yes, Joe. But I, I, look, here's the Jamie Dimon quote. The only true use case for it is for criminals, drug not, traffickers, money laundering, and tax well, avoidance. I, I know, but we have a guess. That's his opinion. We have a guess, Joe. What, 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 what is your opinion? And what is your opinion that we have something trading on the exchange for the public that has this type of use case, at least as, as described by you know, the president it, it, it of one is, of the largest the market financial institutions in, ra- in the country? It's, it's the leading market share in ransomware, uh, and that's publicly known. Right. You know, it's the... It's the the token of choice for ransomware. Joe, if I can say the U.S. dollar, the euro, the yen, you have the whole uh, society using it as a medium of exchange. We buy our cups of coffee, as I see here. Um, We get paid in dollars or yen or euro. And you have a whole central bank and, and support for one currency generally per economic uh, region. That we don't have here. So there is a very real economic difference. Which is part of, part of the attraction since it's decentralized and, and, and you, can't but, but, have, but, but, you can't have a profligate central bank. It's not that decentralized. Well, I know, I know you're saying not. because of the ETFs, but, but, but really no, it no, is. No, it's not that decentralized because look how, 
finance tends towards centralization since antiquity. Right. So what do we have? We have a handful of three to six core so-called crypto I understand, exchanges. but the asset itself, the way that, the, you know, the, the, that's the how distributed the accounting ledger. ledger. Right, that's, how, that's the how the ledger. And now, how many times do you have people on this show that say, I want to invest in something because how the books and records are kept? I mean, Joe, really? You, you, it's just an accounting ledger, a clever. It's a ledger that, that everyone has, that something. everyone has and can't be double counted. It, it, it's almost immutable. It, that's, that's why people think it has. So you value. trust it more than an Oracle database or you trust I, it I, I more trust than, it more than, than a lot of, than a lot of the, the, the Bitcoin bulls say they trust it a lot more. Than, than the central bank that that, the, that, that enables the, the fiscal authorities to spend money to the tune of $33 trillion. That's, that's everybody's investment choice. But and, and then I think about how many show. things can be used in a deleterious way. Of course, but it, that doesn't, that, that has nothing to do with the underlying thing that you're using itself. I mean, I can go run a, a car into a parade and, and run over, you know, 40 people. That doesn't mean I can, we shouldn't have cars. Does it? No, no, no. You, you should have cars. I wasn't going to use guns because, God, I don't want to trigger, so to speak, anyone on the set. But. but but when the use case of a particular thing that you're buying and selling as an investment is just speculative investment. How many of the 90 percent of the people that own Bitcoin are using it for ransomware? For There must, be, an, you, well, there must be another you, use case that makes it so attractive to so many people. Speculative that, investing. Right. Speculative okay. investing. That's that's what. OK. Let me ask a separate question, which is just to pivot this, because I think the next sort of order event question is what happens to Ethereum. For those in the crypto world, they all want to know how you're thinking about that. And really, if Ethereum is a security, you know, how does that analysis differ from how you would think about Bitcoin? I, I, what we did in January was cabin to one set of filings. We have other right. filings. You're absolutely right. Uh, in front of us, but I'm, I'm not going to prejudge it for you or the audience. That's something that a five-member commission uh, discusses and uh, right. reviews. And we're back. So it's everyone's golden boy, Gary Gensler. Unfortunately for Gary, it's not him who it's really about. It's about Joe Squaw. Squawk, or is, or is his name actually Joe Kernan? I mean, it's on Squawk Box, whatever that is. So it's a nice little no, clip where they um, talk about Bitcoin and Gary Gensler quotes Jamie Dimon again. It's about money launderers, blah, 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 tax evasion, blah, blah, blah. I don't really understand what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. And it's everything. When I go back to Jamie Dimon quote, because people have mentioned it to me, it is taxi driver, slate Uber. That is all <laughs> this is. It's just noise. Um. And I think Gary Gensler tries to defend fiat versus Bitcoin against this Joe guy and mentioning the whole society uses fiat and the use case, etc. And it's just an accounting ledger. Why would you invest in it? But there's some really good points in here made by Joe. And I think everyone should watch this because he talks about, well, it's decentralized. You haven't got the whims of a government or um, a central bank. Um devaluing the money um and then gary genser just has no response to this and his one response is speculative investing so it's just i think joe kind of wiped wiped the floor um with gary genser but i don't think gary genser 
well, I think he's too proud to admit it. But also he's so heavily invested because everything in his world relies upon being a Miss Fiat Ponzi. Yeah, I, I found it very interesting that it's probably the first time I've seen Gary, or actually it may be not the first time, because it, it gets introduced, right, where... You're right. It's it's just, uh, yeah, like, that he's, he's genuinely bearish, isn't he? He's, he's genuinely, he doesn't want to listen to reason. No matter what the reason yeah. is, he will be bearish against Bitcoin, and he's definitely anti-Bitcoin now. Because he, he got put into the chair of the SEC, and... You know, he'd worked at MIT and written and even educated people on Bitcoin and admittedly on blockchain. But he was seen as a friend of Bitcoin when he became the chair of the SEC. And it was like, oh, this is where the ETF is going to get approved and da da da. And bizarrely, that has come to pass. Like Gary Gensler was the chairman of the SEC that did pass the Bitcoin ETF. It had actually happened under his reign. But then he goes on CNBC. And it's just asked about you know, why is the general narrative about Bitcoin from Jamie Dimon that it's just for money laundering, you know, terrorist funding and all this. Like, surely it can't be just that if BlackRock and these ETFs have now launched. What is your position? And he just doubles down on it and goes, well, it it is those things. It's and the an only other use case it has is essentially <clears throat> gambling. He doesn't want to yeah. even slightly admit the fact that Bitcoin is an alternative to fiat. It is a better... But it's an, in, it's an interesting one, which you mentioned, that he was basically pro-blockchain uh, and, well, maybe towards Bitcoin when he's at MIT. And he comes across as a right fucking moron in all these videos because... <laughs> Yeah, he I think he believes to... what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's possibly it. Maybe I've just missed the point about Gary Gensler, but he just has no conviction what he's saying. He knows it isn't true. Yeah, he's, he's a puppet. Paid... He's getting paid so much, and he knows this is his life now. Yeah. Um, and he'll be fabulously rich when he steps down as chair. No no doubt he'll get some amazing consulting jobs, which pay him like a million pounds a year. So he just oh, goes. You get speaking gigs for like three hundred grand for twenty minutes speaking, and you go, "What was that for?" It's it's yeah. just shitting on Bitcoin on national TV every day. But yeah, I think I think it's probably the nail on the head there. But I haven't appreciated that he has no conviction about what he's saying, which is why his arguments are so weak. Yeah, it's 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 just very odd. And and the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, in day his office has approved the Bitcoin ETF, so. If he did this essentially think it's this illegal asset slash scam, why have you approved an ETF for it? Surely there are think... some positives to Bitcoin. Do you want to articulate them, Gary? What are what's the other argument that isn't that which has led you to approve the ETF? And he refuses to say anything positive about Bitcoin. He will only just reiterate. The well, it is the the number one currency for ransomware, and you just go, and even on that one, right? I go, why is it the number one currency for ransomware? It's like because it's the best form of money and easiest to transport globally well, anywhere. Is it, is it actually or is fiat? No, for ransomware, I I I I think I actually believe them and say it is. It probably is Bitcoin. 
It's the whole thing, yeah. like you know, that, that that locks your locks your computer down, right? And he goes, uh, send... I suppose, yeah, because if you're sending it electronically, they just lock the back the account, yeah, Because if if you if they've locked your computer and and you just go, oh, I'll unlock it, just say five send five hundred pounds to this bank account, you just give that to the police and they get caught, don't they? Whereas if you say I've locked your computer, say five sends five hundred pounds worth of Bitcoin to this address and I'll unlock it, then if you give someone that, if you give the police the Bitcoin address, that doesn't mean anything. So yeah. it's, when I it was is. watching the video, I just thought he is a man conflicted. It's like any of us watching or having done 132 podcasts, yes, and then going against everything that you've just stood for and all the hours and investment that you've just put into Bitcoin and trying to um, be on public national TV and say, yeah, yeah, I was wrong. But really, I wasn't wrong. And, and he's just conflicted to try and say that. And the telltale signs are there when he's being challenged. And so therefore, he's just repeating the narrative of, you know, it's, it's bad for society. It's the number one um, coin or cryptocurrency that's used in these illicit crimes because that's what I'm being told to say. But I don't believe it. And it's just, oh, it's cringing watching him being there, knowing that he doesn't believe it himself. Yeah, because it's the fact that it, it's such like a poor performance as well. Yeah, it was it, so poor. If if I was going to go on there, right, and if I was being paid to shit on Bitcoin, I would still have like, the the self awareness to go. I can't be just one hundred percent negative. I'm going to build it up in certain ways, <clears throat> but then I'm going to bring so many negative points at the end. Mm. So I'll say like two positive things, but then I'll destroy it with eight negative and leave it ultimately my overall message was negative, right? He's not even smart enough to do that. He only will list these same little three or four talking points about the negatives of Bitcoin. And unfortunately, like the guys on the on the panel aren't really you know ever gonna ask him about do you think this could separate money from state? Then they're not there. They're just go they're just trying to and to be fair to the the host of this show, usually yeah, he's true. allowed people yeah. like Jamie Dimon and Gary Gensler just to shit on Bitcoin. And I think he's almost enjoyed it. I think in this interview, he actually goes, now hold on. I want to get to the bottom of this a little bit. Right. You big central bankers and the head of the SEC, you say Bitcoin is basically a criminal asset. Yet now BlackRock have an ETF. Yeah, the most yep. legitimate company in the world have an ETF of Bitcoin. Yeah, all of you are saying it's illegal. What what am I missing? Like the, yeah. the, the, both of these it, things can't be true only, at the same point. Only an ETF, an ETF which you approved. You yeah. approved this ETF, and you're then going to also come out with another ETF. Well, not an ETF, sorry, a security with ETH, which you know is ultimately a scam anyway, because it's centralized. And it's coming because it's going to make everybody a lot of money in the Wall Street world. Yeah. It's happening. But it's 
it's good to see them trying to get answers. And then I just hope that you know the host of this show just goes, the fact that they're not answering the question mm. and they're being politicians and not explaining what the positives to Bitcoin are, which is why the ETF got approved, is a sign that they're being dishonest. I mean, the, his answers are not, yeah. they're, they're not honest answers. He is literally being overly negative to sell him the, uh, a ne negative narrative about Bitcoin. Because if, if all the things he was saying was true, there's not a hope in hell his office would have approved 12 ETFs of Bitcoin. Yeah, 100%. What, what I thought, and I think we said it last week as well, is that, you know, Jamie Dimon on this same show gave his take and, and narrative on what he believes Bitcoin is, is the fact that you're a smart guy. You know, you can't be saying that Bitcoin is X, Y, and Z when really that's not the case. And if you took five minutes to actually yeah, look but, into yeah, but it. He, he's giving a soundbite to millions, if not billions of people who will just repeat it and parrot it, even though it's not backed up by any facts. You know, we've seen this so yeah. many times about so many different things. So I think Jamie Dimon's doing it for a, for a slightly different reason. And he knows that he'll get a bunch of, what do they call it, Lenin call them, useful idiots. Will just repeat mm -hmm. exactly what he said, and I'll be like, "Yeah, Jamie Dimon said, but it's a Ponzi scheme. He said it's for money laundering, and they'll just repeat that to you when you want to talk to them about Bitcoin, mm. or if they try and engage you in a conversation about Bitcoin. So I think someone tried me, tried me in the office with some kind of like fud. It mm -hmm. didn't end well for them. <laughs> I think within two minutes I realise I completely overhead and it's yeah. just you know I've spent these hundreds of hours or thousands of hours reading about Bitcoin reading books about finance economics and I'm not someone who um, you want to talk to about off the cuff comments yeah yeah I'm at, I'm at that stage you know it's one of those if you if you're going to come at me you better be ready yeah, exactly. The chamber's loaded and locked and loaded, ready <laughs> with the ammunition. I mean, I mean, the problem any Bitcoin detractor has, especially if you're not just trying to meme it, is if you actually go into the data and have a sensible argument and you're on profit side, you have no leg to stand on, right? So the, the only legitimate, legitimate way of arguing it and trying to win that argument is to be dishonest and it's just to completely dismiss Bitcoin's benefits and just focus completely on some negatives that are either completely false or hugely overblown. And obviously that, that, that means you're not being a true, you're not arguing in good faith. You know, in the second when you realize someone's arguing against you um, and they're not arguing in good faith, you go, oh, end of debate. You know, you're, you're, you're not... Well, Trying to when... make a point, you're just trying to win win your side of an argument that no amount of information that I give you is going to change your mind. So, but you just leave I... them down a hole. That's my approach. Yeah, like, there's probably. no getting out this hole if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, in Gary Gensler's world, it's like obviously he's nice and high up crony capitalism, right, right next to the fucking money printer. So he's going to be fine. You know, he he doesn't need Bitcoin. 
to become a billionaire. He's going to become a billionaire the second he steps down from the SEC. But mm. everyone else that is listening to him, how many people is he potentially putting off? But hopefully it's like interviews like this, though, that I would like to think there's the average person that's relatively intelligent that's watching this, who's not a Bitcoiner yet, going, this doesn't, this interview doesn't quite feel... It doesn't stop it off. And why is um, it feel like Joe is absolutely smashing Gary Gensler down when Gary Gensler should be the um, should be the kind of like um, fount of all knowledge on this subject? Yeah, like why did you approve Bitcoin as an ETF, twelve Bitcoin ETFs? Like, what were the positives that caused you to do this? And so far, the only answer he's ever given on that topic is the rules of the court changed. So therefore, our view on the asset has changed. You go, what are these rules? Yeah, he he hasn't given anything. And um, if we want to move on to an even good, yeah, I was going to say this. This is a story which I've been waiting for. Feeds in even better. Like talk about. I, um, I think you've got a couple of videos in this. So I think there's two. Is it worth playing yeah. at the start? Oh, I couldn't. Yeah, definitely, we'll play that one. You know, the fiscal challenges, et cetera, that are there. So um, uh, very focused on being cost-effective. We actually fund ourselves and then work out what dividend is needed to pay. So um, we kind of work that it's a great business to be in central banking. Um, mm. Print money and people believe it. And um, and, um, <laughs> and uh, touch wood. Um, and so um, so it's, um, it's a slightly different beast. To... And we're back. Yeah, so on the two, it's just, it's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It's two absolute nuggets of information. And it's a good article as well, really good again. You know, you can trust them to write some very good articles. But to, to have the goal, right, they're sat there, this is obviously the Australian government who was talking about this. New, New Zealand, remember oh, this sorry, is New the Zealand. land of Gollum. Yeah, sorry, New Zealand, yeah. And... um but to, to have the goal just to sit there and literally the way they talk about money printing, right? That you're supposed to talk at court number one, you're not allowed to call it money printing, you're not a court, you're not allowed to call it dividends. You're meant to talk about well, quantitative easing. That's what I was gonna ask. And borrowing is... money from and buying government bonds. You're supposed to complicate it to such an extent the plebs can't fucking follow where the money is anymore and you just go all oh, right but it ended up ended up stimulating the economy and saving children right you know, yeah. yeah it did i'm raising employment and helping fight climate change yeah and making sure that the world, world is diverse so this is a question which i had on it so one which i want to discuss just because you mentioned it so on the first video which we've just shown it says we actually fund ourselves mm. and then work out what dividends need yeah. to be paid what does it mean by dividends? Is that is that like talking about the bond process? He's literally talking about um, this is hilarious, right? He's literally talking about it as if it's a company, right? So you run a company, you you get income, and then you decide what dividends to pay the directors. What he's talking about here, as as a as a central banker, is saying we print money. And he said, hopefully we people continue to believe this money is real. And he even touches wood in his own fucking head, which is like, yeah, it probably is made of wood. You... Yeah, but, yeah, but it's that whole term, which I don't understand, dividends. Yes, I'm getting to that. 
Yeah, and okay. then he pays dividends from that. And what he means by that, dividends go mm -hmm. to themselves. What money, out of the money we've printed out of thin air, how much are we allowed to give to ourselves that is just pure, unadulterated bonuses? Because the money that was printed was for a reason. Right? We had to sign off on a reason to solve whatever crisis we've made up. But we're allowed to take a cut of it. And that instead, can't be true. It is. That's what he means. My he God, means because... How much like, of the money are we context. allowed to take? So and, and he calls if, it a dividend. If this was truly a good system, which you know we discussed 130 um, two times how it isn't, um, then it would be, okay, we've got to print money. We really don't want to, but we're going to have to. So therefore, the bonus wouldn't be given when they printed money. The bonus would be when they don't because mm. they want to keep the money tight, whereas it's the fact they printed it and they give themselves so it's a vested interest. Yeah. You know, it's it just seems a bit ridiculous. It's um, and like you said, you quote some things there. So he says, it's a great business to be in central banking. We <laughs> print money and people believe it. And this kind of goes into what money is money is a belief system but it's a fact that they all laugh after he says that so they know it's all a pile of shit and it goes into you know kind of what yeah. gary Kinsley talked about how bitcoins are ponzi blah 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 but we have just talked about how yeah how they can just do what they want and they basically admitted it's ponzi they've laughed at you but these people are still believing but yeah what they're doing and i think really good point miss by Marty is they aren't saying it in the McKenzie speak. I love that little phrase. You know, that is the bullshit speak, isn't it? The business bullshit, which we hear quantitative easing, as you mentioned. Yeah. And this obviously, this is a quote from one of my all time movies, the big short, you know, because obviously they just discovered that the banks are wrapping up bad debt multiple times and essentially confusing that the, what this debt is and then classing it as AAA, which is the best, most solid form of debt you can get. But in reality, the debt that is inside this asset is dirt. Like this this, this debt is never getting paid back, but they're classifying it as the, the soundest of debt that is 100% going to get paid back. And they've just heard this in multiple dinners and multiple meetings. And they come back going... Why are they confessing to mass financial fraud? I don't get it. And the problem is, it is so widespread. They're yeah. not confessing a crime. They're bragging. And this is the point that we've got to yet again, where yeah. we have central bankers talking in government, going, oh, like, how do you decide... Um, how much money the central bank gets when you print a huge amount of money. And they're laughing about it, going, ah, oh, it's a great business to be in. But, but print some money, we get to decide the dividend we get. But this isn't me. Are you confessing I, I, I live in, I, I live in the United Kingdom. I don't live in New Zealand. This isn't me. It doesn't affect me. Every single government doing the same thing. If you have inflation, but, you have but this. If you, if you showed this to some status cook or whatever then that'll be their response it's new zealand this is the uk they must be corrupt 
And, you know, as we say, it's kind of like the dominoes. They're being lined up. They are falling. It may be a bit slower than we'd hope, but it's happening. And if he's like, I, I understand sometimes when people go, oh, but El Salvador or Venezuela, that doesn't relate. Mm. Like, this, is, this is New Zealand, yeah, right? Like, this is still a Western country. They don't have hyperinflation or anything I think crazy. They're, they're one of the um, ones on the top of being the most honest, aren't they? They're always up there because they're so woke. Yeah, they've they've definitely been like um, co-opted. But th- th- this is a this is a, a break of character where the obviously the central bankers are getting so brazen over there that they and like 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 that meme just said they're not confessing to mass fraud and stealing from taxpayers. They're bragging about yeah, but, but... how much money they can steal from people and give to themselves that. This is the world but, we're um, living, right? Like, if I you bought Bitcoin before, like these are the people you're funding. If you believe in fiat, these are the people you're believing in. Interestingly, I was talking to a friend about central banks and who owns them because I've always said though they're just part of the government. But he was telling me that quite a lot of the central banks were started by a certain family, which I probably oh. can't say on this because otherwise we'll get the episode pulled. And we can go on. Who is it? Source the Ross the Ross. <laughs> Yeah, it's either the Soros or the Rothschilds, yeah, exactly. And oh, we, Soros, I don't know guess, if they're quite as powerful. Who, like, we don't don't say, ever worry about government. getting the episode pulled. I yeah. suppose it, it'd probably be, it'd be brilliant, isn't it? We just have Missing 132, and we yeah. just refer to the missing episode. Man, the missing uh, episode. But yeah, it was... Do a, let's do a whole episode on the Rothschilds and just freaking smash it. Yeah, that'd be quite a fun one, because I think I could learn a lot. So I think I'm, yeah. I still read things, which I'm just like, oh, wow. You know how they funded both sides of what is it, World War Two, um, and then the fact that they have central banks in various countries and they funded wars going back to Napoleon times and all sorts. And I was just like, oh my god, yeah. this is yeah. why I keep on hearing the name and I never realised. Yeah, and that's all fact. But now apparently, they've grown quite poor. They're quite rich still, <laughs> but they're they're they don't do anything more. You know, they've just given up control of the central banks. Yeah, well, that's why. So yeah. don't worry about them. The only thing that you got wrong in your statement there was when you went, the central banks are basically government. There's only there's only a slight error there. It's the central banks are above government. Yeah. Um, but, you think but, they're government owned and it's like, oh, the governments are pulling the strings in central government. It's like, no, it's worse than that. No, no, no. It's, yeah, see, see, my thinking was... Like, the Rothschilds I, I w- are above the government and the central banks are pulling the strings inside government. That is infinitely worse once you realise that. But I didn't, re- yeah, I suppose that's another way to put it, because I always went the government and central banks are together, and this is recent, so he's saying, well, actually, the central banks are here, like you, you're saying, and they're created by the Rothschilds, yeah. who blatantly still run them. And, and I was just like, going, and I was just going, fuck me. And then this was on the back of the video where it was going through, oh, what is it, BlackRock? And the BlackRock's actually owned by Bank of America, and the yeah. Bank of America's is really sketchy on who actually owns that and it and it's rumored to be the okay. Rothschilds. Yeah, Rothschilds and Soros again, yeah. Um but yeah, it's um something which I re- I saw a post today about Switzerland. So this is going back to this about the level of inflation. I thought it was really interesting. It kind of fits into here. So it showed the level of employment in Switzerland before and after the gold standard. And before the gold standard, so when the gold standard was was a standard it's fairly flat, you know, really quite low. I mean, it goes quite um, 
volatile after the gold standard gets removed. It's up and down, up and down as you go through the cycles of the boom and bust through the fiat, fiat world. And I, I'm saying this because it's kind of like going to, we're trusting these people to, we call it the monetary policy, but the monetary policy is never about contracting. It's all always about expanding. Um, so you see what government intervention does. It fucks up employment. It fucks up business. You know, like at the moment we're seeing it, companies can't charge more for, for products which are being com commoditized and really have to go cheaper, but they can't afford to because they've got all these staff who need to do the various jobs and they can't really afford to pay the staff more, even though their, their living wage needs, well, is has to be higher. What's going on? And we're, we're really starting to see the squeeze and it is like this recession's going to be the central bank recession, isn't it? It's not a financial crisis session. It's not the the web, um, the bubble, the dot-com bubble. It is a central bank crisis, this one. And it's just what comes out the back of it. Let's do it. Let's commit to doing a Rothschild. Yeah, and, uh, I think I'll rely on Mr. All In to kind of lead us on to watching and reading some stuff. But yeah, one which I'd be quite intrigued. Well, that'll be missing what 135, the missing episode, <laughs> we can call it that. Um, and there's a second video on here. So it's not only one about the, the lack of McKinsey speak, there's actually one about independent currency. So is it worth playing that now? Oh, I've got a question. On is are central banks around the world at all concerned about um, uh, independent digital currencies uh, versus central bank fiat currencies, and um, a potential to move away from the US dollar, uh, which runs oil, all the major commodities which are priced in US dollars, and what sort of impact that that would have uh, on the international financial system? Uh, the answer is yes, critically concerned, uh, mostly in that what is advertised um, on the tin is not what is in the tin for these, the purported alternatives to central bank cash. Uh, so there's concepts such as a Bitcoin, it's neither a means of exchange, it's not a store of value and it's not a unit of account, yet people um, try to use it as that. Um, it's it's it, you know it's got other purposes, but it's it is not at all a substitute uh, for not even a complement to. How about? Um, and he may say, "Are you concerned about independent currencies?" And he says, "Yes," and we're critically concerned. Waffles for quite a bit, and then says concepts such as a as a Bitcoin, which is not a store of value, nor is it a unit of account, and so it's just discounting. I suppose they use it against volatility is the way which they see it. But lovely, what do you think? Fucking scammers. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's the, the, the whole thing is just um, shocking. I, th I think there's... Um, I, I do notice in Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> which is what I think a lot of people like about that country, is they're very direct and... There's no airs or graces. I think it's one of the what people almost like and but then both hate about places like the UK, which is prim and proper, and people in suits are very well spoken and all that. When you go over to America, um, to Australia, and to New Zealand, like their version of the suits 
they don't really talk the same way. They are much more casual and in, in their speaking, even if they are the president or prime minister, whatever they have over there. But then I think we're starting to see that now when they're talking about the money and it, it's catching them out because this is, they're letting the cat out of the bag here. This, these, these are the state secrets that you're not supposed to tell the people. Because if people start putting two and two together and they realize, well, hold on, you know, like my cost of living has gone up 20, 30% this year. How much of that was your dividend? You know, once people start making those connections, they start to lose faith in the fear and him touching wood going, I hope they keep believing that the money that we print is real. You go, dude, he's touching his head. That's that's how much confidence he has that the money they print out of thin air is real. Well, guess it, what? It's not real. It seems like this is a really good case for that um, decentralized accounting ledger, which um, Gary Kensler was discounting, because you know it seems like no one can be trusted to keep control of it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not so uh... but um. But anyway, oh god, we got it's it's weird. We're staying in Fiatland yet again, but we got one of our pod favorites, Elizabeth Warren, on the next story. <laughs> I don't even know how this story's come about. <laughs> I, I, I literally have no clue what this is about. But oh, it's been, has it been deleted? Oh no, there it is. I thought it'd been deleted. Then there's actually um, some notes on this. There is, yeah. But let's just read the story first, right? So there's there's been a a certificate of honor to Bitcoin. Uh, the creator Satoshi Nakamoto, with a ceremonial flag flying, Americans are forever grateful. And uh, so, actually, I will just share my screen so people can see it. Um, and and yeah, so there is this flag in the United States. It's they're honoring Satoshi, the fifteenth anniversary of Bitcoin, signed Elizabeth Warren. And as we know, Elizabeth Warren. Hates Bitcoin. Um, so there is a community notes. And so, yes, anyone can purchase a flag that has flown over the US Capitol. US Republican Jim Cooper said his website, like those are members of Congress, is a link to the flag program. Therefore, it does not mean Elizabeth Warren has pivoted her views on Bitcoin. So I think what really has happened here, if I really like dig into it, is that I think they have flags flying over the United States Capitol all the time. And I think these senators sign whatever fucking flag is going. It's probably for polka dot dwarf people that like unicorns one day and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> well, when you come across friendly. a desk and it's like, this one's for Satoshi Nakamoto. She's like, ah, oh, I love that transgender you know, guy who does the like the dancing on roller skates. So she's like, sign that one. And they've gone, that's the Bitcoin guy. He's like, what? Oh, bring that one back. Bring that one back. I thought he was just on like queer guy wants the straight guy or whatever that show is. Like <laughs> I thought I, I thought it was just Asian inclusion. Like I didn't know he's a creator of Bitcoin. Bring it back. So I don't think it's like anything really meaningful. It's just like a joke story, but I don't if anything, it just alludes to the fact that yet again she's a puppet. And she and she's such a puppet. She doesn't even know what she's fucking signing because she's been on a warpath for Bitcoin 
the last three yeah, but years. I think it's and now she's just... signing off on, oh, let's honor Satoshi Nakamoto. It's probably just a stamp, isn't it, for these kind of things? She's not going to sign off stuff like that. She's too busy predicting the market and putting um, yeah. regulations and what else, whatever they call them to protect us. Um, this story did remind me of something that I'd seen earlier on in the week, which was when the Bitcoin halving comes around, it will be the only event, and obviously please do correct me if I'm wrong, the people from all different faiths, religions and walks of life will be celebrating so when it said you know uh you know it's been flying over the capital of america it's just like well bitcoin isn't just american you know it's more than that bitcoin is really universal it has no boundaries you know everyone will be celebrating the halving and so whether she's pivoted on her views or not really doesn't matter uh but fantastic that you've flown the flag for it and you've signed off on it but yeah. it doesn't matter it, it, it just kind of undermines her competency if anything yeah i'm sure she is still a staunch anti-Bitcoiner. And we'll I'm continue. very sure she is. Very, sure. very sure. But yeah, the rest of the week. world doesn't care. Yeah, and now we can all save this little flag certificate. Mm-hmm. Ever like Elizabeth, why did you sign this then? Why do you honour Satoshi Nakamoto? And, and she will have to admit, at the very least, I'm incompetent and didn't read that I was signing that thing. Oh, it's just, yeah, but it's just money for the government, isn't it? They don't really care. They're like, oh, it's a fight. Don't give a shit. People paid their money, but it goes against what she stands for, which is, yeah, great. That's literally her bread and butter, being paid money to go against what she stands for. That's what that's what being a politician is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially in America. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then... I guess, like, yeah, talking about someone that went against the US government. And, um, I don't know, probably debatable whether we won or lost, but we've got um, Edward Snowden here, who famously obviously revealed that the US government was spying on every global citizen on the planet uh, and, and revealed all that, that the NSA had a project that was spying on. And then had everyone. to go into hiding. Yeah, to run off to Russia and hide. And um, historically, I don't. I know um, Ed has been into Bitcoin, but I don't think he's ever probably tweeted anything quite this positive. Uh, so his tweet is unpopular but true. Bitcoin is the most significant monetary advance. I'd so be surprised if he wasn't in early. He wasn't. I almost guarantee you. Oh wow! I, I remember his early tweets. He was very skeptical about Bitcoin. I think if anything, you know, like the more technical you are, sometimes the more you can find holes in in a currency and uh mm. or in a in a technical evolution. So there's there's quite a few technical people that uh that I know and that you see on on Twitter that argued against exactly why um Bitcoin is not technically perfect, but then they were forgetting that 
it's not just a technology. It need, it's competing against a monetary system. And is it better than the monetary system that exists? And that's suddenly where that magic source comes in that, oh, it is. Um, and the technical uh, imperfections don't actually matter because you don't need that like these types of functionality uh mm. bitcoin can be simple and still work uh, so i think edward snowden might be one of these people that saw bitcoin studied it and then when that's never going to happen and moved away and i think he came back in more recent times when he started talking at bitcoin conferences uh but yeah then he, he obviously ends his tweet with the famous line from satoshi himself you don't believe me or, or don't get it I don't have time to try and convince you. Sorry. So um, it, it's pretty bullish, I think, for to see someone like Edward Snowden um, pretty much going, this is the most significant monetary advance since the creation of coinage. You know, he's, he's pretty much going, this is the next evolution of money. You know, before, because he, he's pretty much taking us back to a time, he's going back to the history of money, and it's the bartering system and everything's quite uh, convoluted and there's lots of friction. You've got the classic problem of um, the coincidence of wants where just because I have a load of oranges, but you have some chickens, I want some chickens, but you don't want my oranges. What I need to trade my oranges for something that you want. And you need that coincidence of wants to all line up for bartering to work. So we essentially created coins which just was represented a form of value and then suddenly now everyone valued a coin the same so i could now convert my oranges into coins and then buy the chickens and the bread and the wood you know that i needed ed edward here is basically going that was groundbreaking for civilization and just completely was the catalyst to exploding the productivity of humankind on the planet once we invented coins and we didn't suddenly have to work in silos and all that kind of stuff and small little bartering teams. Uh, we could scale our productivity. Bitcoin is the next evolution above coinage. This is now magic internet money that is also sound, scarce, and far better than the fiat system that we are in and will lead to such crazy productivity and human advancement. And, and I think he's spot on. That's exactly why I'm here. This is the bullish case for Bitcoin. Is there anything else I can add to that? Uh, Shall we move on to the, the feel-good stories, the last one? <laughs> The break dancing fucking Bitcoiner. <laughs> when I was reading the agenda, I started at the bottom uh, and uh, yeah, started preparing for the uh, podcast this way, actually. Interesting. So, you know, given my background, I was just like, really? Is he? And um, yeah, the dude's got moves still. What I, I can tell. And this is just natural as well, is that he's undoubtedly holding back because there is still a part of him which fully knows his age and says, I can't go full pelt. Because if I do, 
I'm going to injure myself and therefore I'll be out of the game for forever. And even at our age, you know, you might find yourself doing certain movements which you think, I'll just hold back. And I won't do certain things the way I used to do them or I, I could do them, knowing that if I put my back out or if I slip or if I trip, that's going to fuck me up for the week yeah. <laughs> or longer, or longer. So, uh, yeah, let me just let me just call out on this. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So uh, Bitcoin breakdancing dad. Got my vote. Uh, I did just think it was a nonsense viral video. Like, obviously, it was fun. We, I think we've mentioned him on the show before. I mean, he came up in a story. This, this guy, that, yeah, I the shirt. Um, and um, yeah, it's just that. Oh, his daughter had this viral story, so he has a viral response. I'm just like, do you know what? Dr. Evil 10% doesn't give a shit about your fucking viral <laughs> yeah. stories. I like the factor into Bitcoin, but I feel this is very fair. I mean, at first I did glance at him and think, was that you? But no. <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> look, look, you've looked between the two. That. The shirts. You've got the same shirt on tonight, is it? Yeah. Though? Need to put some headphones on him. Exactly. <laughs> is this is this year in ten years? Ten percent has learned some moves and put uh, me to a dance floor near you. Yeah, I'll see what happening. Because it, <laughs> it is a weird one, right? It's it's obviously he doesn't even mention Bitcoin in his video, which is Not why. At I, all. Yeah, why is it a Bitcoin video? And it, it like obviously he's reacting to a viral video where a girl is saying that his uh, her dad left her family when she was five to go and um, explore a breakdancing career, and bizarrely actually worked out. He was fifty four when he left, and he ends up being a viral breakdancer. He ends up on American TV and becomes a a mini celebrity. And obviously, this is his reaction to that, correcting the. The record going, yeah, I, I didn't abandon my family and stuff. When she was five, I gave the 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 mom two million as a lump payment, five million over, and um, life of the children. Looked after them. Didn't even do. I didn't leave for break dancing. I, I didn't start break dancing for until six years after I left the divorce. That just happened to be a thing, and then um, just then goes off. And he's obviously during this entire video wearing a Bitcoin shirt and then he goes off and goes, oh, but can this old man at 66 still break dance? Goes off into a wider shot, huge Bitcoin flag in the background and uh, proceeds to break dance, you know, relatively well. I like freaking out. I couldn't do anything like that. And I'm nowhere near 66. <laughs> and you just go, okay. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Like, I, I must admit there's still a dirty feeling in me that goes, I don't like the fact that he left a wife with four children uh, when one of them was five. That still feels a little bit icky to me. So I'm like, I don't, eh, I'm, I'm not a fan. But yeah, he explains that it's 
it's a marriage and, and it's a marriage that broke down and it is what it is. And um, but he supported his children financially. He says he was down the road. And then um, yeah, I, I like the fact that he Do said we know how he paid his money before advertising. Yeah, you, you ran an advertising company. <clears throat> All right. And he says, and but then I think the bit the thing that Bitcoiners are tagging on to is that he paid two million and eighteen thousand a month in child support. And he goes, and that's pre-inflation. You know, remember that mm. is 2005 money. So he, he actually goes, it's at least 50% more. So if anything, I go, well, that's kind. Because you're talking over a 20-year period there. There's probably at least 100 to 200%, really, not a 50. I was going to say, we've had 40% in the last like four years. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what we know about, I think it's possibly higher. Yeah, but I think people like the fact that he at least brings up inflation to go, oh, you know, like me saying 5 million of child support sounds a lot. We'll just know that that started in 2005 and there's a $2 million payment made then. So that $2 million payment made in 2005, Jesus, well, what's that worth now? Like In reality, I think if you were to genuinely take the $2 million then and go back in time and have a look at the property or like the stuff you could buy for $2 million. And if you were to relate that now and go, let's take that same basket of goods and pass it through to 2024, 20 years later, I think you'd be looking at four, five, six million million worth of items there. So that $2 million payment is really more like a $6 million payment. But that's what kind of got people, because he obviously talked about inflation. He's wearing a Bitcoin shirt. He's wearing a, a Bitcoin flag in the background. That's why he makes the agenda. That's that. But he's clearly reading off a script, which is a little bit cringe, but yeah. he's got a few moves and he looks like Dr. Eva 10%. So. <laughs> yeah, apart from it, it's just like, like I said, fear viral stories and just like... You love it. You love it. He loves it. Hey, your twin separated at birth. What so by really you're a lot older. <laughs> separated by 26 years. Yeah, you're a lot older. <laughs> which will um which will explain the conservatism. Well, the thing in 14 years you need to take up break dancing and get as good as this guy. <laughs> oh, leave, my, leave my family. He started when you uh, yeah, we you should have left them about 15 not, years ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not if they don't leave you first. <laughs> I can't take this guy anymore. Yeah. All he does is talk about Bitcoin, talks about inflation. We're off. Yeah. When you're really sad and lonely, you hit rock bottom. You phone up your breakdancing class and you go down. Yeah. And you end up on Britain's yeah. Got Talent at 66. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's forgiven. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. And the broken marriage and the fact your kids hate you, it doesn't matter anymore. Because <laughs> Sam Powell golden buzzes you and went, he's my guy. He's my guy. Straight to the final. <laughs> I need to make up a sob story for that. Really the fact that, that. the fact that your wife left you because you were a Bitcoin cultist. 
<clears throat> because I've kept on ties to have fun staying poor. Indeed. Sweet. Right. Well, there we have it. That was Pod 132, brought to you by the four Bs, Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, a.k.a. the People's Champ, myself, Sir Nevelock, a.k.a. the Excellence of Execution, and Mrs. No Show, our ESG consultant, brought to you by the state of El Salvador, a.k.a. still Mrs. No Show. <laughs> Been another one. Peace.